It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Hello and welcome to the Bangers and Trash pod. Uh, I'm your host this week, Matt May, and uh, I'm joined by some very familiar voices. Got Tony oh. two times. Tony, how's it going? Yeah, it's going very well. Very well. Very excited. Good stuff. Uh, we got Chalo as well, the weatherman. Uh, you know, again, Bluetooth's not here, but we honour him. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, good. You need to call. You need to call a special guest for that. Remember that. Oh yeah, special yeah. Special guest. Special oh, we're guests. All, all special yeah. guests. All special yeah. guests. But you yeah. always appear. But you're special because you've yeah. all got random. You know, I'm a permanent special guest. Exactly. There we go. And yes, perfect. Yeah, The permanent special guest, the professor, the, the angry manager. You... Bonjour. I don't know if I mentioned it. But I'm very tired. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I may have said it. Yeah, to actually look at the tip. Uh, oh, what a day! Oh, so and, you know, and this morning he played played soccer. Yeah, I mean that is a first world problem, problem, isn't it? Can first we can we not right call now. it soccer? I know, I know, I'm an NFL man. That's not. Right. <laughs> it's going to make people confuse me. But either way, UK, UK football. Let's just feel like this. There were plenty intercept, plenty interceptions coming from Pietro, even in soccer today. So that's uh, <laughs> is late. It's only two times shaded. I'm the safety a couple of times. So, you know, we're, we're bringing the sports together. But yeah, um, fantastic. So you know, unless you've been living under a rock, um, it's just been a, a draft and loads of stuff going on. So we're going to get straight into it. Tony's going to take us through the positions. We're going to talk about picks, who's gained value, who's lost value. We'll look at it through dynasty and um, and then we'll we'll go back to uh, some of the picks that last. So, like further ado, Tony, take us away, mate. Okay, so the way uh, I think we'll do this, we'll just go through positions. So, we'll, you know, we'll end up skipping uh, the picks that were taken higher, but when we'll talk about those positions, when we bring up the tight end, for example. So, start as quarterback. Um, no surprise at the top. I don't even think we should talk about QB1, Trevor Lawrence taken. Um, and I don't really think it was a surprise with Zach Wilson either. So really, that we'll talk about Wilson's, um, you know, kind of uh, new position in, 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 let's say, a rookie draft in a minute. But at QB3, um, or position three, was where the draft really started. And San Francisco took Trey Lance. So um, first of all, I think that's obviously the jackpot of, uh, of uh, in terms of the landing spot for the QB. I think we all agreed on that on the last... Uh, podcast. What do yeah. we? We can get straight into Lance's um, uh, dynasty value, but I think it's shot up immensely with this, um, and Shanahan putting his faith in Trey Lance. Essentially, what do you think? Yeah, I already. Well, I thought I made it clear on the last couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. It, the yeah, obviously Trey Lance great for his value. Trey Lance spot doing a team right to win. As we've discussed, but as I said, my only thing was they're not trading Jimmy G as far as I know. And I think week one, he does start. And as I said, you've got to sit there and kind of hope wheels come off. And if the wheels don't come off, then you may have a, well, you'll have a year with him on a bench. It's not a major issue in Dynasty, a year to grow, but yeah. You, you ideally want him playing this year or next because that's the years that they're ready to win Niners before mm. contracts are coming out. So that was my only hesitation with it. But other than that, it's a perfect landing spot for any really. Just behind the yep. top two where they're guaranteed to start. Oh, so you, okay. So you would still have Lance below Wilson in a rookie draft. I think we get straight into that now. Where, where does he fall in the top five? For me now, he's QB2 in. in in rookie, you know, rookie draft QBs. Mm. I didn't say I'd, I'd rank him low. I just said you've you've got the guaranteed starter, which obviously helps you. You you want someone who's walking into the starting spot. I I may be completely wrong. Jimmy G might go tomorrow because you should never listen to what GMs are saying. But as far as I know, they're not trading. Which makes mm-hmm. sense. You're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to have two high quality quarterbacks, and it's a massive salary to shift. So. I imagine they're stuck with it. It's it's not a problem for a 49ers fan, but in Dynasty, slightly. I really like what you said about if so if the if the 49ers win and I, 
it, you know, there's, they're a good team. They could easily go 5-1, and 6-1. and one. They're not going to mm. drop Jimmy G at that point. So if the Very 49ers hard. get off to, yeah, if they get off to a good start, I can see Lance in the majority of the year. But, you know, in Dynasty, I don't think that matters too much unless you really need a quarterback right now. Um, that's why I would probably still have him. Um, I would make him now my QB2. What do you think, Charles? Because you, you were a big Lance fan before, um, for fantasy purposes. Well, I just missed the last six seconds what you said, but... Um, it was nonsense, don't worry. Yeah. The, the, question, the question is between Fields and Lance, obviously, at two and three. I think we generally had Fields at two in our dynasty rankings at two. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say they've switched around now. Lance has gone the QB2. Um, it doesn't bother me whatsoever that he won't play this year or even if he's a bit part player this year. Um, you say Zach Wilson's a starter. He's a starter on a a, a growing team, a restructured team. He's not really a fancy asset. So that dynasty value, is he worth any more than someone who's going to sit on the bench all year? Not really. So, I'm sorry, what? Um, hey, hang on. How can you possibly say the words he's not the dynasty asset? A starting quarterback is not a dynasty asset. Yeah, you, you wouldn't play in any given week. So... I don't see I'm pretty how sure. he's an asset to your team. He can comfortably nope. outperform Dan Jones, who's a starter in many teams. Um, Teddy so, Bridge, who's a starter in many teams. So typically, I mean, someone is not going to draft Zach Wilson as their QB2 in Dynasty. Agreed? Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I think he's a, he's no. a lock for top eight. He's a top eight pick in Superflex. An absolute lock for me. Yes, because but... I'm talking about this year now, coming into the season. Hmm. Is he going to start on someone's fantasy roster? I think you're not looking at this the right way. Yes, you've got to no, look at so... If you look at the percentage of starting quarterbacks in the league right now, they're over 30. It's an extremely high percentage, right? And this is a great quarterback class where you've got three or four starters coming in. I think their value is higher now than it's ever going to be than in other drafts because you've got there's just so many quarterbacks who are, have uncertainty and are over 30, which pushes their value down. Probably wrongly, but it's true. People like Matt Ryan, who's great quality, he's still 38. Whatever. Russell Wilson's, yeah, he's got years ahead of him, but 32 put, pushes down his value. You're looking at Baker Mayfield as the next young quarterback after the top, after the elite. So I think he can comfortably push ahead of Baker Mayfield, and all of them can in the right environment. In a draft. My, my point was, I don't bake too much value into a quarterback, a quarterback coming into the league and starting straight away. There's a running back, fine, receiver, but quarterback, I don't bake any value into whether they're going to be a starter week one. That's fine, but that was just one point I made. You're forgetting the fact that Zach Wilson is one, a good quarterback, to go number two in a draft, but you're not terrible. Yeah. And he does, have a, he does have a bit of X factor, which some of these other quarterbacks don't. Yes, it could fall flat on his face. Like, but I, you look at his pro day and you do look at some of his highlights in college. He's got, he does have something about him, which is a bit exciting. If I'm a Jets fan, I'd rather roll the dice with Zach Wilson than perhaps go something a bit more steady, which they could have it, done. Is he in the conversation though, with Fields and Lance at two? No, not, not for me. No. Uh, sorry, are, you, are we talking about Superflex rookie, rookie Superflex draft? Superflex yeah? rookie dynasty, yeah. Yeah, so so I think it goes now. Lawrence, I, th- I think Fields and Lance are very close, but I would put Lance now above yeah. Fields. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And I think Wilson's securely in that fourth place. And, and, and it is, a, um, you know, it, they're, they're all going to go, those four quarterbacks will all go top eight, as I said, in, in most Superflex rookie drafts yeah I think there's a that's, left that. that's the argument i'm trying to make they're competing with baker mayfield and mm-hmm. after that you're talking 38 year olds and dan jones so there's not so much competition for them and jalen hurts still has that giant question and to uh, yeah hurts and two hours they'll stay there <laughs> yeah okay it's- all right that was good so yeah lance uh, was the QB3. Then the fourth QB off the board was a trade-up, and I, I love this trade-up from the, from the Bears, to be honest. Um, they jumped into the 11th spot, actually on the back of another trade, because the Giants got sniped 
So as soon as the Giants got sniped at, at pick 10 or 11, they were sitting at 11, they got sniped at 10, which we'll get to later. And then they realized basically, you know, they're not going to reach for a receiver at that point. So they, they, they had to trade down. And the Bears, I, th- I was thinking the Bears or the Washington um, Reds um, football team would have come up to this place, but it was the Bears and they took Justin Fields, which is a bit of a home run pick, if you ask me, and a really good trade up. I think Fields starts from day one. So the difference with Lance, Lance uh, Fields is definitely going to start day one over Dalton. I can literally bet pretty much anything to that rather than you know we've had that conversation about lance and jimmy g so um but even so you know in terms of dynasty yeah. you would still go lance in that in that situation probably over fields just because of the, the the scheme and all that but solid pick has alan robertson finally got a quarterback i don't know about that but i love it i love it as a pick as a franchise they couldn't i mean they've never drafted a quarterback they their fans are screaming for a quarterback and they went out, made the move, and done it. They'll be popular either way, even if they fall flat on his face. They did what they had to do. So as a Bears fan, and as in the, the draft room, they're delighted. In Dynasty, I don't know. I don't know if it was... Well, D- Dynasty, mm. there's a couple of winners. I think Cole Komet and yeah. Dan Mooney are both sneaky, sneak winners there, if Robinson doesn't sign. You know, they're the two rookies from last year that are going to be with Fields now for three years. So they're sneaky winners. Robinson's got to be a winner because he's going to put on a show, hopefully, with Fields now. Um, what do you think, Matt? Have you, you've got Fields, haven't you? So, um, were you happy? So, were you sad? What were you thinking? Yeah, it was a bit of a, a balancing act because, obviously, if he had gone from to the 49, value, he's better value yeah. longer term. Um, but it was a short-term win for me because now I'm confident he's going he's gonna to get me points this season. So, selfishly, I wanted him to go to to someone where he was going to make an immediate impact. I think that's where he's going to And I think it's a, it's a steal. I mean, I know a lot of people have said this, but it, it, it's, a, it's a steal from Bears. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that I banked on him as my QB2. Yeah. He might just become my QB2 this season. Just touch yeah. on a couple of things. Uh, I'm not as sure as you are that, he is the star of the week one. I, you oh. saying it very confident. Yeah. I, I, I think Dalton is still the star of the week one on the shortest leash ever. But I still <laughs> think he is. I still think he is QB one yeah. to start the season. And the other thing is, um, I know it doesn't matter as much for us dynasty wise or fantasy wise, but they did pay a, a hell of a price to move up with the Giants. The Giants got a king's ransom for that pick, so. The Bears done well, but I think the Giants done equally as well. Uh, training oh, back. yeah. Because the same the Giants. They, they, yeah. they I can tell you, I can tell you now. We'll talk no about point. the receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm completely with you on that. I think if the receiver was there for them, they would definitely not have traded back. That makes sense. Yeah. So they got sniped big time by yeah. their rivals. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they, got a, they did a good job getting a haul at that point because they weren't going to make that selection. It was a win-win. Um, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. As I said, the bears, the, the bears could pay everything, and the fans still love it. And still yeah, guys. So it wouldn't have mattered either way. Okay. But on Dalton, yeah, he did have a point there. As we said before, if he sneezes the wrong way, he's still <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as, as I told you this morning, Nick Bowles is still getting going to get paid nine million dollars. <laughs> to like, I, I don't know what he's help the kickers. He's going to hold the ball. What's he going to do? <laughs> and like I said, P, it's great work if you can get him, ain't it? It's fantastic. <laughs> I hear a lot of QBs well, are transitioning to tight end nowadays, so maybe we're going to oh, that wrong. <laughs> well, I'm not, we're not going to talk about that. We've no, got too much bad. to talk about. That's the halftime show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right then. Next QB off the board was at 15, and um, no surprise, the Patriots stood still and got their quarterback, <laughs> or got a quarterback. It's, we all we all kind of knew it as soon as he was dropping past ten. Um, you know, there's two QBs at ten going down, so we we already penciled one of them in at fifteen. Now, it's interesting this because um, Matt Jones was the lowest on my board anyway, and I think he still is. So we talked about those top four in rookie drafts. I think Matt Jones is still the last pick, unless anybody wants to debate him and Wilson at this stage. Yeah, I, I had him up for 
personally. Again, I think you were banging on a San Fran landing spot. I, I don't hate the landing spot whatsoever. Well, he's not, I don't think he's going to play this year. Out of all of no. them. So, you know, Within, we're talking about yeah. fields starting day one. I, I, I actually don't think Mac's going to play. Um, they gave Cam like 11 million in there for one year. So, you know, it's not. Well, but I, these. I'll just say, you, you don't often listen to Bill, but within 10 seconds, he said Cam Newton's our starting quarterback of the pick. And how many times within, did he get pulled last year? I know, but within a, within a minute, he said he's our starting quarterback. And I actually believe him on this one. Oh, <laughs> believe it or not. Game. Dangerous game. I believe it or not. <laughs> they so the interesting bit is the pass catchers. Now, I, I, look, Matt Jones is actually a really good underneath thrower. Um, he, he's, he's obviously good with the deep ball as well, but how much of that was Smith and Waddle, I don't um, He's mm. actually really decent at checking down, going to his tight ends. And obviously, when I saw that from an analyst or whatever, kind of clicked with the tight ends that they're going with and then John and Smith. Now, I... I think it's going to be Cam all season. So these these players like Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Aguilar, Bourne, uh, whoever they pick up next in the receiver room, probably got good sneaky dynasty value if Mac Jones is a starter next year. Because, um, you know, Cam's not going to support them all the way through this year as a passer. So, you know, I, it, it probably gives me a little bit of a buy-in opportunity for some of these tight ends, well those two tight ends and, and James White out of the backfield as well maybe if he's still around with Mac Jones next year um, that was quite an interesting, because these two are very far apart aren't they, you think of Cam Newton and Mac Jones they're completely separate, it's interesting because Patriots have always had a pocket passer, so is this going back to the Brady days for the last 20 years probably is isn't yeah. it I'm saying that's what Mac the fans yeah, kind of linked it uh, well, they weren't happy, to be honest, from what I read. It's basically the, it's a throwback for a pocket passer to stand there. And they want to move on from that, the fans. But Bill seems to be set in his ways, and I trust him. He, he has gone for the Tom Brady mold, stand there and throw the ball. You didn't see that. Uh, I don't know if you've see, anyone's seen the video of the draft room, but they, they didn't all seem that happy when they picked him. But it happens. Yeah, I, oh, I, don't, I don't hate Belichick not smiling. No, he didn't smile. They just said, <laughs> should we do it, Bill? And he went, yep. That was as excited <laughs> yep. as he got. But yeah, I think he is quite happy. As I said, it's the same type of mold quarterback he always got. Um, they did try to go after Jim. And now they've gone after Mac. So, yeah. yeah a system. Cam, Cam Newton at the end of the day is an anomaly in terms of what they usually go for. An experiment. As a quarterback. Like yeah. It, it was, you know, not the typical uh, quarterback they would usually go for. And in terms of fantasy, yeah, Cam Newton probably would be a better, he's a better fantasy quarterback. But I think Matt Jones supports the cast, like Antonio said with the tight yeah. end. He supports the cast a lot better. And I think the pieces around him would be a lot better, including the running backs, obviously, as well. With Matt Jones for the helm than Cam Newton. I got a question for you. Um, Antonio's obviously commented on he thinks it's a good value for the players around him, Matt Jones as a starter. What about Matt Jones himself putting up fantasy numbers? I can't see him putting up big numbers to warrant starting unless Agreed. you're in a tough spot. Uh, agreed. I take Wilson over him uh, for those reasons. I think got a bit more upside in the new, new regime. That, hmm. um, yeah. I mean, in redraft, you wouldn't touch Mac Jones this year. Um, well, no. Wilson. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, he's upside. I mean, he doesn't run, and he hasn't got the playmakers outside yet. No. So, you know, if next year comes along and there's a free agent's wide receiver that they can link with, different story. But to have two tight ends and two wide receivers like that, then you, you're looking at your upside is kind of severely capped if you're not a running quarterback, which he isn't. So. Yeah. Right well, then. So that's the quarterback. Well, what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll keep in round one without going to the quarterbacks in the second round because round one was obviously um, one day on its own. So let's go to. Well, we might as well just tick off the tight end while we're at, at this high. At number four, um, 
And I think I actually think Atlanta would have had a conversation between Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts if if Trey Lance was there. So if San Francisco went Mac Jones and it was Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts, then you know we might have seen a different choice here. But Atlanta took Kyle Pitts, probably best available player on the board, but it is very high for a tight end. So um, gut instinct is probably puts them as the highest. I mean, they got the best three catches then I can think of. Um, probably the best offense in the league. You know, if we if we all think that running backs don't matter as much in terms of uh, not for fancy, obviously, but for a team outfit, you got Jones, you got Ridley, and now you got Carl Pitts. So, um, what do we think of the fit? Um, I love it. I mean, yeah. Firstly, I think this is more a big seal of approval for Matt Ryan more than anyone yeah. else on the team. I mean, they're talking next year. The quarterback class is nowhere near the pod that you're going to get this year. So I think that means at least two years of Matt Ryan surrounded with great quality players, not running backs, receivers. So I think Matt Ryan's a big winner in all this. I think Carl Pitts couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. I, I mean, the work they did with Austin Cooper there, the numbers he put up for fantasy, I think you comfortably see that quite early on rather than with other tight ends you have to wait. Not huge numbers, but I think he's going to make an instant impact in the fantasy okay. role. So you're taking, and, yeah. Would you take him in redraft? I love it. I would pick him in redraft, yeah. Obviously, he's not in the top bracket. He's not in the, the second tier with Hawkinson. But after that, I'd happily roll the dice with him if I, if I get that low. What number are we saying then? If what, Kelsey what, falls. What, in, in tight redraft, them, tight them what in redraft? Tight them what? As I said, after Hawkinson, which is you know, so he's the four, four five seven. area. No, yeah. Between, hang on, hang on. Let's say between... Got, for me, Goddard, Goddard is above him. So Hawkinson, Goddard, Fant. Is he, is he above any of those? For you? He'd be, no, he'd be after Fant because then I don't so see many uptight tight ends, which is after, so like eight. I said, the, just he after the top two brackets. Irv Smith? But you could take, I'd, I'd like to roll the dice on Pitt to see what happens. So I think it's great value. It's great value there. Why not? That's redraft. Obviously, Dynasty, I am all... It's a great landing spot. We, we, it's a great team for him. I love it. <laughs> He's an elite player. He's, he's playing as a receiver. It's a cheap position where you can basically get points. In a, if you can get points in a tight end position, essentially cheap in. You should always get these type of players. Kelsey's a cheap player. He's the next mold. See, I, I, I like the fact that they haven't got a solid <clears throat> slot receiver. So I think he takes Russell Gage's place actually in the slot. They could even start, you know, they could go on that field easily with 12 personnel with Hurst and Pitts and, you know, check out of a running play. Because <clears throat> obviously we've got Arthur Smith there from Titans. So we could have Julio and Ridley on the outside and Hurst, who I think will start actually still. Uh, Pietro's convinced mm. that he might take Hurst. I don't think he takes Hurst's place. Um, but what he does do is obviously take away Hurst's fantasy value. But anyway, they could roll out Pitts and Hurst, <clears throat> 12 personnel, looking to run, and then they could easily check out of it. You know, Matt Ryan could check out of it, move Pitts to the slot, and then all of a sudden you've got Ridley, Julio, and Pitts running routes. Uh, yeah, they could do a lot now with that offense. It's, it's yeah. Gonna be great. yeah. I didn't say anyone goes out, but he's, he's the number three on the team now. I think. Yeah. He's an end zone threat, which is all you want in Dynasty or Fantasy for a tight end. Which is yeah. huge. And I know we're not allowed to mention the I word, but I'll say two things. Julio goes down. He's, he's slotting up straight at the number two on that team. Which, which is huge. And I know we're dipping into the second round, but I didn't see a running back on that roster yet. So yeah. they're throwing the ball. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. So the only thing that's stopping them throw, as usual, I mean, they're the second highest throwing team over the last five years. The only thing that stops that is the, the new coach. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah. I was just uh, going to say, what about the Calvin Ridley's value? What are we thinking about that then, given that there's going to be more? No change for me. Yeah. No change at all. No, no if change. there is a change, it would be on, on Julio rather than Calvin. But yeah, no change, I don't think. 
I don't know about that. If Julio's on the field, he guesses. I don't, yeah, I don't, there's, I don't there's, there's, I said, if there's there plenty of value to go around on that. One of the, you know, the top 12 teams where you can spread the value around and you don't have an issue. It's not, you know, I'm trying to think of another team. So <laughs> you Matt, get my point. Matt Ryan wins then, basically. I think Matt Ryan is the biggest winner of this of those picks yeah. that they, the first two picks. Okay. Right, that's tight ends. Then we might as well go into the wide receivers because they're the, the next clump that came off. At yeah. five, um, Cincinnati Bengals took Jamar Chase to link him back up with Burrow. And that happened quite a lot, actually, in terms of receivers linking up with their quarterbacks yeah. or running back. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk now, to I don't, Pietro, I don't, come on. Let's talk, talk to Pietro. <laughs> he, he recently traded right. uh, Higgins away for Zeke. No, wrong way around. This is he where traded Zeke away for Higgins. Yeah, I, I don't actually I say, think there's a massive difference, but I'll let you speak. two things I was going to say. Um, I do disagree slightly with the when he said the Falcons would have had a decision to make. I think yeah. if Lance was on the board, they would have traded away for a King's ransom, knowing they okay. could have got it. I think they were already fielding offers, but they didn't get enough because once Lance went, I don't think the value was there. For yeah, that makes up. sense. Makes sense. So. Yeah, so that's why they well, went. Field, fields were still there, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So my logic when I made this trade was Jamar Chase going there was a less than 50% chance. reason being it was 50-50. Right, 50-50 between Sewell and Jamar. I knew if they asked Burrow, who do you want? He's going to say, don't worry about my leg. Go Jamar. Go Jamar. But I also thought that at number four, that the Falcons had a strong chance that they could have traded away their pick. So I, the way I did my maths, that means there's a less than 50% chance. But it just so happened that everything landed, <laughs> that Jamar goes to the bank. And I don't hate it. You come out saying, I'm going to break every record there is. So, I mean, he's going to be a leader of that team. Yeah. Going to love him. I, there's nothing who's the, like. who's, the number, who's the number one fancy in that team of receivers? Who finishes, forget about games by game, who finishes overall the top of the wide receiver? Fantasy on that team. We draft I think. Dynasty. What are we talking about? Well, in this, this year. It's the same thing. It, it is the same thing. But yeah. <laughs> I think, I have, I'm, I'm putting my flag on Jamar. I think the hype, the connection, I just think it's going to be a, a good record year for him. I'm going above good record year for him. I think they're going to love it. It may settle down later on in seasons to come, but I think it's going to be big start. Hello. Oh, I think it's close. I, I'm actually going to stick with Higgins, just uh, mm. just for just for one year. I was talking more about value, obviously. Um, oh, they both got value. They could both do well. Is is higher than, than Higgins? But yeah, this year redraft. I think Higgins does finish slightly above Jamar. Okay, Tyler Boyd. I would go. I would go base. They're all going to eat. They're all going to eat. And Burrow's going to have yeah. a, a fantastic <laughs> year, healthy. Yeah, Burrow's the winner as well. Um, the key thing here was I said on another podcast, but I say it again, they picked up Riley Reef as a as a right tackle and they get the left tackle back. So that's a big that's two out of the five that they already increased Burrow's line for this year coming up. I always thought they were gonna go chase for that reason. And yeah. Um, and yeah, Burrow's a big winner and I think Chase is gonna come in just be a stud. So um Yeah, the depth at line in this draft problem and they could wait for the second rounds and they did they did they got a tackle yeah makes sense for them cool no more discussion on chase uh bit of a surprise to me was the next one i don't know about anyone else but Jalen waddle went at six to the miami Dolphins. so they stood they stood still and actually they put their picking quite quickly on this one so you know as soon as I, i guess they had two receivers at the top of their chart, they would have gone chase, definitely, with this pick yeah. if he was still there. Um, really? What do we think about the fit of Waddle and Dolphins? I actually like it long-term. Maybe is probably the one that takes a hit this year out of the big three receivers. He's probably the lowest one out of the, the top three that got picked, for me anyway. What do you think? Uh, I was going to say, I think it's, again, similar to Matt Ryan, it's a sign of endorsement for Tua more than anyone else. They could have gone QP. They could, but they said to her, "Do you want your mate back?" Yeah. And so I think, yeah, 
it was an endorsement of Tua. So I think his value rises more than Waddle. I think Waddle could have done okay on any of the landing spots coming up, really. But yeah, I think Tua, Tua was the winner, actually, in this one. No QB. His teammate coming back. Sure. Yeah, most of the mock had Waddle going to, um, to the Giants or the Eagles. So I think this fit is better than those two landing spots. He, he, he can operate at the slot. He's got that big playability. Will Fuller's only there for a year. He's only got a, a one-year contract. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do love, I love the fit. Uh, he, I think they were sort of forced into the pick, though. I think they had their, their hats set on Jamar and Carl Pitts. I think if either of those were on the board at that point, they would have taken both over him. I agree so it was a quick so, pick, though. Go back to what Antonio said. Very quick, and I said it. Two they, would be they wanted a pass catcher. They, they clearly wanted a pass catcher. And it, for that, at that point, it was at a Waddle and Thunder Smith. They, they obviously made the decision early that Waddle was a better fit, you know, more speed, uh, you know, that big play part of his game. They preferred it over mm-hmm. the Thunder Smith. So. I'm glad you yeah. said speed because I was listening to some commentary on them, and they have a very fast wide receiver core, essentially. Yes. Good point. No alpha. It is downfield speed. Well, Lim Bowden and Lim Bowden Jr. and Jakeem Grant were the two players that played that slot role last year. So I think Waddles above both of them. So probably, I mean, Will Fuller played all of his first year and a half Houston in the slot. Obviously, more recent. So if they go Parker, all right. Well, they'll probably start experience place already. So yeah, uh, Alabama. It's exciting. Probably, but again, I said I don't even think it's draftable in redraft because there's just so much to be Don't actually think firmly third, maybe even fourth if you put Tech in. You know, they drafted a tight end and they that's I think the Siki and Waddle will be sharing third, you know, receive uh, team probably doesn't make graphic. I think, yeah, I think you have to put Kaziki there. He's the only one there that offers something as a receiver different to the rest of them. So I think he's going to get his work. Again, another player who could have actually won from that, from that pick. Yeah. Tua okay. and Gaziki. I'm just a quick one All from right. last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you had Waddle, wide receiver five, off the board in our uh, back and forth yeah. between Cello and Antonio. Cello, you took him, pick 14. Where, where yeah. is he now in that top five wide receivers, dynasty-wise? Well, I think I mentioned at the time that that was a really like late spot for him. Yeah, he was always going to be a first round pick time. Um, I, I, do you think he is? I, I, I can't yeah. see how he breaks yeah. that. I've been looking at the place. We can go at the end, maybe wrap it up with the yeah. first round mark. Like, but well, if we talk just in terms of receivers, you've got Jamar at number one. And then yeah. you, 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 you talk, we have Bateman at two. We'll talk about Bateman later. Mm. He's not at two for me anymore. So you, you push up Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle into yeah. that two three bracket, Bateman at four. So I, I don't see how he doesn't go in the first round. Okay, let, let me pull it back. One running back, one tight end. I don't see how he doesn't go first round there. Well, hang on, we're, we're gonna we're gonna end up uh, disagreeing on yeah, a few things but, there. So I, I would put Smith. First of all, we'll talk about Smith straight away because he's next yeah. on the list. Obviously, yeah. for me, he's 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 clearly now number two. I don't know if anyone else feels like this, um, but uh, the fact they traded it up, traded up for him. So Eagles traded up a ten to ju- with the Cowboys, strangely enough. So when it was Cowboys, Giants, Eagles in that order, all NFC East, and basically, you know, the Cowboys accepted a trade with their NFC East rivals. They knew obviously he was going to go to to the Eagles if they did that, which is strange, but they got their value to drop down two picks. So Cowboys, you know, weren't going to take a receiver. The next two teams were. That's what we were thinking. So they did really well to trade down. And the Eagles jumped and literally sniped 
it was you know the, one of the clearest snipes I've I've seen in a long time. Um, the the Heisman winner who was who fell to number ten. You know, more surprisingly probably that he let he dropped past the Lions at seven with Saul, but um, I don't think it's it, a surprise. What Saul at seven? Yeah. No, as in Devonta falling below him. Saul's on the board. Okay. He's going to get taken. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just looking at the Lions wide receiver report and actually think what the hell they they planning because uh, <laughs> I, I think at this point that the Lions was just best player available. They they can't yeah, yeah. focus in on any one position because they got so many holes that to fit. They they just yeah. they, the best player. So so for me he he is Chase and Smith at the top of the the wide receivers because both of them will be the straight away the wide receiver one on their team. No, no doubt yep. in my mind. So that that pushes Smith over Waddle for me. I, I, I you know, everyone has, always hurts his throwing good enough. Can he support him and Rager? You know, we'll, we'll see. But Rager doesn't separate much as far as I saw last year. Nor did Garda. You know, Hurts was always thrown into tight windows because no one. I think they were the worst separated team receivers out there. So you know, Hurts didn't have much. Smith's going to give you at least three, four yards of separation. If he misses Smith, then, then there's a trouble with his throwing motion. So that's how I feel about that's how I feel about the monster. No, I, I completely agree. He is my number two. Like you said, it's, it's the opportunity. He goes into an offense where he becomes the de facto 1A or 1B, whatever you want to call it. Along He's the 1, 2, and 3. 1B. On that team. And hopefully he only has to deal with his terrible throwing for a year. And then uh, they get a decent quarterback. So, you know, so good. Wow. Have you actually watched Pitts <laughs> before you slated his throwing? What? Throw the ball? No, I haven't. He hasn't done it yet. Because oh, he runs oh, it. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's at least wait until he throws the ball. Before we say he can't uh, throw it. Let's be fair. No, I'll stop peeping. I'll stop peeping. Okay. No, you won't. Any, anything else on Smith? I know, Matt, you're a uh, fan of Smith as well. Well, I am a fan. I was going to say, we'll, we'll do it at the end. We'll run through um, our dynasty yeah. teams and where we feel we've won and lost. But I, I tell you what, with Bissicki and Smith, Tony, you think, yeah, don't play it. Yeah. Not, not as, uh, well, Landon's club. And he's still trying to sell him. He's still trying to sell Smooth <laughs> as, as we sit here live. And I'm telling you, Sky high. <laughs> Sky high value. He, he knows he's He knows <laughs> Uh, <coughs> all right, next wide receiver off the board was a bit of a surprise, I think. So the Giants traded back from 11 to 20 with that trade that just on the field, Chicago. And, uh, you know, it's clear that they got sniped because they, they obviously took wide receiver 20. Probably not the one that everyone thought. We knew Kadiris Tony was going to go late first. I was thinking he was going to maybe the pack same uh, 28. He actually went at 20. To the Giants. So this was for mm. me the worst. I said it a number of times. My worst case scenario was Ron Smith was to go to the Giants. Any wide receiver went to the Giants. And I think they might have got the worst, worst round wide receiver. So for me, it's been about maybe about top six. Which is strange to say for a, a wide receiver taking. Well, I was just a little bit surprised at the team. I know, obviously, maybe I don't know enough, but the Giants, if if they were set on receiver and they missed it, they missed the boat, then I feel like they didn't have to go receiver here. There are other positions on the team and there were better players on the board. I'm not sure why they went receiver here. It's not as if they're desperate. There's a lot of other teams that are far more desperate than them. For example, the Lions, who didn't do it, they went best player available. I thought the Giants should have been the same. But Dynasty wise, yeah. This uh, doesn't help anyone, does it? So one knows, helps no one fix. Now, Daniel Jones, give him another option. He could have 50 options. <laughs> no, I think, I think Jones is a winner. <clears throat> Let me just say, Jones is a winner. There's another way. But you can't see. Yeah. No. It's speed as well. Yeah, my point was he had enough weapons. Tony could take a speed. So, there is Tony, what I've seen, a lot of depth speed. Takes a lot of screens, take them so he's gonna be hanging around and swimming. And actually, that's right when they got done. It's a crowded room, Shepard gets hurt because again, you're looking at touches around 
screen. I don't think Galladay gets him. They weren't even looking at them because they had that, that they were going for a tight which is surprising. Slate is pretty quick. John Ross. So Tony's also very good at uh, punt turns and quick turns. So he's that, he's that kind of gadget. We'll see what he does. What do you think, John? It, it, it seems to me like it was a bit of a forced pick. It, it, it seems like they were very single-minded. They wanted a, yeah. a, a pass catcher. And they were getting a pass catcher come what may. The value, they didn't need to pick him up. Was it pick 20? Yeah. But equally, they probably didn't want to trade back again. So it seems just a bit of a forced pick to me. This is not a, a I'm not slating the player at this point. I'm slating the value, the draft value at this point for the Giants. Yeah. Um, 100%. They could have got him late in the draft. In essence, which is why they, they didn't go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sir. No, that's why they, they traded the back first. in the first place. Yeah. That's all. They picked the first round player to set who's going to return, going to kick. Return. He is more than for, that. It's just no. But for a while, that's going to be his introduction to the team. And yeah. if you're the first round, you want to be. He needs to be the state. the main man starter. It's just not there. I don't get it in any way, shape, or form. He will eat into Sterling Shepard's work. I think. I think Sterling Shepard is the one into most out of the three of them. Helps no one is my firm. But I told this is the thing. When you go from two good weapons to three, that really helps a quarterback. When you go from they've gone from four good weapons to five, the the improvement is marginal. Is you know, it's not gonna help him that much more. He's got Engram, Shepherd, John Ross, Slater, and Golladay, and now another one. He's he's on six (laughs) weapons. I mean it does it does not matter. Well, he's got to do it this year. We know that, and nothing changes in that respect. He's got to prove his. his no. What about Saquon? Does he get hurt because obviously it's another pass catcher in the line of scrimmage, or we're not worried no. about that? No, they go against us. Yeah, all right. Let's move on then. So let's go to Rashad Bateman. Obviously, Chad has touched upon this. He was the next one off the board. I think it was either twenty-seven off the board at bottom or Ravens. Let's go. Yeah, go on. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Chelsea. So, I, I, okay, the landing spot's not great. I view this similar to Devontae. The landing spot, in terms of opportunity, is there. Obviously, he's going to be a 1A alongside my Hollywood Brown, just like Smith mm. is with, with Rager. They're 1A, 1B. Um, the problem is the person throwing the ball to them. Again, um, I, I would have rather gone to Packers, if there was some other landing spots I would have rather he gone to. It has hurt his value initially, uh, but I think he, he might get enough volume to sustain a re, even a redraft pick this year. Hmm. Wow. Would you uh, pick Marquis Brown in redraft? That's a quick question. Not my sort of player. But you pick Bateman in redraft? More of a possession guy, yeah. I'm sorry, but this is with Mark Andrews as the possession guy. <laughs> Peter has been waiting to tee off on this one all episode. No, so here we go. Let's be honest. Whoever landed at the Raven, going to get they did fun. Listen, Bateman is a great separator. He's a great contested catch guy. Perfect for a quarterback who's not accurate and you know likes to throw with with velocity. So he's a good receiver for. I'll ask you one question. Everything you've described is in Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is also a tight end. I don't care. He's a receiver on a pitch and he is an elite receiver. So everything you've just described to me is inside Mark Andrews. So where's Bateman getting this fantasy value to make him a first round pick? No, I'm sorry. no, go on. Tell First me. round pick. So I, I, I think he's firmly in the fourth slot now. You talked about those receivers. I would put Smith and Waddle above him. So it goes Chase, Smith, Waddle, and Bateman. I don't think Bateman is. He, he might not be a first round pick because I don't think Waddle might not be either. But I agree. He, he is. He is going to be the X receiver straight away. And you know that 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 does speak for something, especially if Lamar. I, 
the, the only thing was the Ravens. They don't even they don't even throw the ball when they're behind. You know, someone else said that recently, and I, I kind of agreed that. You know, you look at Cincinnati and Cleveland. It's a slow it's a slow division, really. Can't see much high score in there. Um, and historically, you know, they don't throw that much. So um, Andrews probably. Mm. I tell you what, it does do. It probably lowers the ceiling on Andrews, and it definitely lowers the ceiling on Brown because he is going to get targeted. So it probably hurts those two more than it helps Bateman. I wouldn't pick him in redraft to say what Cello said, but he would be solid dynasty player, and he's probably gonna, you know, flirt with wide receiver three numbers straight away. Won't be in the definitely won't be in the, the you know the top thirty yeah. for for wide receivers. I don't think. I have to you, wouldn't feel, you, you wouldn't feel comfortable playing him in the flex, I don't think. No. He's one of those oh, yeah. players that, because of Landis, what he's done is hurt bigger fantasy players rather than yeah. boosted himself, unfortunately. Another Landis Wilds could have been a whole different... Talent I, I'm win. hoping for the development of Lamar. I, I don't think they're going to carry on running him 20 times a game, risking him getting injured every single time he picks up that ball and, and takes off. So I'm hoping for some development in his arm this year. They've got a disappointing season last year, let's be honest. But so, what you're saying is they basically, they're not going to do that and you're saying J.K. Dobbins' value is in because he's going to pick up the slack. I don't think it still helps Bateman and your argument here. <laughs> if you're saying Lamar's going to throw the ball more, I'm not with you, <laughs> basically. Okay. Okay, he does, he's going to do what he does best. Yeah, I still think he's the, the wide receiver four off board, which might be a bit of a statement. But some of the other landing spots didn't really shine anyway, and we'll get to those in a bit. So that was round one wide receiver, so five taken in round one, which is pretty average. Last year was uh, normally I think six. Um, running back time, so. Two running backs to talk about in the first round. Najee Harris at 24 to the Steelers. I think every, I mean, when it went up to the podium, I was 90%, 90% certain they were going to say Najee Harris. Um, so probably not much to talk about there, except for obviously last year was not a very good spot for James Conner. And we need to work out whether or not that was James Conner's ability, Big Ben changing plays to throw because they're behind, or Mike Tomlin maybe going down the, the pass first option? Or does he go back to the Lev Bell days and give him 20 plus touches? Not just Lev Bell, to get D'Angelo Williams had that one year when he stepped in and he got 20 plus touches. Stephen Ridley got 20 plus touches. James Conner got 20 plus touches in his early days. So, you know, there's a, there's a proven track record there of a RB getting a massive workload. What do you think <coughs> happens with Harris? Which way does it yeah. go? It's, it's uh, yeah, I think me, you answered but... your own question. Just said Connor got the touches the year before. So last year so, was an anomaly. Yes. Well, you basically said it. Connor got the touches and then he went downhill last. It's, it's the only year it went down. Connor was in and out team. It wasn't, it wasn't a great year for the Steelers despite their 10 game winning streak, which is odd. What about the O line then? Because it wasn't great last year. Is that any concern? With I think the more interesting, I think we all, everyone on this call is probably going to agree with him being our one in Dynasty. Where does he fit in redraft? I, I don't know if he's a top 12 redraft RB right off the bat. Does anyone hmm. know? Where does I, he fit? I had this discussion yesterday and I, I had him on the I had him around the 12 pick. So, as RB 12 then. So, Akers or Akers or Harris? Akers. Akers. Okay. So Akers. Oh, Harris over Swift. Okay. Yeah. I got Swift as a mid range RB2, mm. so. Najee does have the cleaner path to touches. Better offense. I know the line's not great, but if you'll Can't see later in the, in the draft, it does get better for them. So It has to, because as Bell did, sits behind the line and waits for the gap, relies on the yeah. line. Connor tried to do the same last year. It worked the year before. It did not work this year. Mm. He, needs, he needs a good line. 100%. Okay. Probably the more 
to talk about is probably the next RB, I guess, because we're mm. all pretty safe on Harris in terms of a dynasty assets. And I agree with Cello when he put him in firmly in the first round. We'll talk about that at the end, I guess, but he's not going to leave the first round in any format. Um, Travis Etienne at the Jaguars was the next pick, literally straight after. And they pair him up with uh, a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, the same team from Clemson. So, Etienne, first of all, I know you. there's a few of you on the call who thought Javante Williams was a better talent than Etienne. I, I didn't, personally. Um, and, and Williams ended up falling out the first round. Are, we, are you surprised by that pick? Thinking about it more and more, I, I'm actually not. And I'll tell you why. You know, he's got... Carlos Hyde is, is 30 years old and James Robinson is an undrafted free agent. Now, a lot of people are saying it's a bad landing spot, but if you've got to beat out a UDFA and a 30-year-old running back, I don't know how that's a bad landing spot. might be bad for the first half of the season. He could do a, a Jonathan Taylor last year. Do you remember Jonathan Taylor the first half of the season? Now, he, he, t- Taylor wasn't great the first half of the season. And he, if Marlon Mack was there last year, you know, take, this is a very similar situation here with Etienne going to Jaguars and Taylor going there. Taylor blew up after week seven or eight. I, I, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing Etienne is a buy halfway through the season in redraft. In my opinion. I think you limited your argument there. Not Taylor. It was Taylor, Swift and Akers all blew up after the mid yeah. part of the season. Yep. It's standard, I think, for any running back. Apart from Najee, who I think gets that advantage. He does get that one. Who's saying it's a bad landing spot? Is again, I don't really well, understand that argument. Uh, so, Urban Meyer, Urban, it, it has to be a bad landing spot because you look at the, the Falcons, you look at the Dolphins, you look at the Jets. It, any of those three mm. teams there, you're saying that's a good landing spot, I think. Jaguars, the, the reason why it's a bad landing spot is because James Robinson did so well last year. So, everyone's, it obviously hurts him more, but we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm just but focusing on Etienne's value. If you, yeah, if you flip that on his head, that means the Jags are good at running the ball because James Robinson did so well, which means Etienne probably has a better opportunity to pull up. You want to flip the argument? Mm. I understand Robinson's there. Well, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm He's on an undrafted, ball. yeah, undrafted free agent. Uh-huh. Easy to push him down. Yeah, the, new, the, the key there is the new coaching regime. So an undrafted free agent and a new coaching regime. If someone takes him yeah. twenty, a player twenty fifth overall, they're going to use him. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to touch on a couple of things. Firstly, I think it's a horrible pick for Jag. Considering what was on the board and Indies, I think it's a horrible pick. I just go. I'll start with that. You can you can touch on it if you like. But hmm. in terms of um, fancy value, it hurts James Robinson, especially his ceiling, because Etienne will probably immediately have a lot of the passing game work which caps James Robinson. James Robinson may well still be the, the one in the two back, but between the bulldozer. Etienne having, having third down and Trevor Lawrence sneaking in from the five, it really does hurt James Robinson. And the fact he's a free agent and there's no capital involved with his with the player. Um, he's taking a big hit, let's just say that. Uh, in terms yeah. of Etienne and his value, I mean... In redraft, he's still is he a is he a flex play in redraft? Who? Etienne. I'm I'm struggling to place him. I think he's outside the top twenty. So wait and see. He, he probably will get picked <laughs> up, but he's a he's a late round flyer. I I agree. Um, I agree with Cello. I don't think Jags need to make this pick. I think is they did not. They didn't need to make. But yeah, we, we are where we are. Through. I think you got to remember, as well as coaches, quarterback when team two, and he's going to want his mate on the field next to him, who he can rely on running the ball more than James Robinson. You won't see him running the ball a lot next year. You really won't. Well, I, that's a sound bite that we need to, to bring yeah. in at some point, Matt. I back. think he towards gets, the end of the year, it's going to shift massively in his favor. He's, he's not I getting agree 200, with you. 200 carries. Gonna show it's going to start as a tandem. Like any team would, with two good quality running backs, but I think you'll see the shift towards Etienne towards the end of the year, similar to Swift, JT, Akers, the player they want running the ball. Yeah, but if you've got I, Robinson, I, you've got to hold him. Can't do anything. 
he's a killer, he's isn't it? His value won't be lower. In it's terms a shame. Of it's a real three, shame. Running back, you, you mentioned though. So Cam Akers took over from Henderson. Firstly, yeah. Henderson got injured. And I'm Malcolm Brown. He, he wasn't fantastic before uh, the injury anyway. Swift took over from AB. Again, aging, aging running back. Not really difficult to do. James Robinson had a really good season last year. So it's not like he's right. taking over wrong for someone who's underperforming. Twice you're wrong. I don't care about AB's age. If you could tell me Adrian Peterson was underperforming, then I'll believe you. But he was putting the numbers up and he was doing his job. He was very difficult to displace. No, no. Very I'm difficult. The Lions I am are giving up on a season <laughs> and he's an aged running back who they do not need to see on the field. But you told me it was easy. To, it wasn't okay. easy. He was doing it was his job. Simple. And it was simple. The other one, Henderson had his chance. He did not put up the numbers. Malcolm Bryan was a player you have to displace and he did it well. They, brought, they eased Akers in, and he went off. There was a game where he went off with three touchdowns towards the end of the year where he showed his talent. And from then on, they didn't look back. So I think you're wrong. Henderson never came in and blew up like Akers did. No, this, mm. this, is my, this is my point. He took over from players who were underperforming or didn't need to be on the pitch. Whereas well, not good enough. Etienne is going to take over from someone who finished as the RB7 last year and performed extremely well. The situation it's going to take is over completely different. It's going to be a forced takeover. I mm. agree with you. James yeah, Robinson is a talented player, but it's going to be forced by the coach, by the fans, and by the quarterback. It will happen. You just have to accept it. It's going to happen. The shift, the shift is going to happen. James Robinson and needs to go to another team. If I, I, I do think, I agree with what Cello said about the redraft. I, I put Etienne in between 20 and 24 for redraft. Um, so I do think he's a flex because I would play, mm. I would flex to run him back 20 times. Um, but I think his value just creeps up every year. Talking about dynasty. Uh, that's the first but, round done, Matt. Oh, go on, Matt. Go on, Chell. No, no, no. I, I didn't mention dynasty. Obviously, dynasty is value is considerably higher than I think what it creeps up then? during the year rather yeah. than dynasty. This well, year is going to creep up and up. Yeah, because that's the end of the players taken in the first round. We can talk about offensive line, but Lions and Chargers yeah, got uh, a couple of nice yeah. But basically, I'm interested in, in the first round of rookie drafts now. Um, so pro- probably, probably we can either do a... Because I, I think Shadow said earlier that there's only one running back in the first round. So I'm going to ask him straight away, does it Etienne fall out that first does he fall out at one point? Who would you rather, Waddle or Etienne? Uh, Waddle. Okay, I would go Etienne. So I, I actually put Waddle at 2.1, and I would put Etienne in first round. So there's a bit of a difference there. Um, should, we go, should we go through our top? Say some, so I think the five quarterbacks, yeah, Harris, Chase, and Pitts, they're all safe. Yeah, that top eight. I think yes. Devont Smith, Devont Smith would be one point nine. With you, okay. So we're all there. So far, so five quarterbacks, uh, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end. Smith at number one point nine. See, this is where I would go. Etienne at one ten. I'm going Walter there one ten. I'm going Etienne. I agree with you here. I think the running back value at ten is good value. In okay. Dynasty. You're getting a potential starting running back who can be as good as Najee five or six picks later. I like it. So then, so then at 111 and 112, for me, it's Javante Williams and Waddle. That was actually a lie. I would, at 10, I would have taken Javante Williams at 10. Okay. And I'm, and I'm um, Pietro, Javante Williams and Waddle. Would that round up the top 10? I'm Javante Williams and Waddle in that order. Well, that's a consensus backs 12. Running have to be higher, yeah. So we have a consensus 12 there. We've got five quarterbacks, three running backs. They all landed in that first round. Three wide receivers at one tight end. So Waddle would be my 12th player. Sorry, I said two, he would be one twelve. So that's a good, solid first round. And Bateman probably falls, yeah? So we're all agreeing Bateman is now probably... 
He's my two one. Sense. Yeah, Bateman he's outside the two one. Yeah. And is it is it close between Bateman and um, who did you have at one twelve? Etienne. I'd have Etienne at twelve. No, I'd take the running back above the receiver at that point. You have to. I think. Like, I think that's a firm. Way. That's a firm tier drop at one twelve. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad you spoke about that. I agree. Nice. So for cool. the sake of it, let's run through it. So Trevor off first. Trey Lance, we were saying, is the QB2 now. Yeah. Um, who's your third? Well, then? I am. I, I am. Yeah. I don't know, man. Same, same. Same. Justin Fields at three. Justin Fields at three. Um, Wilson Fields at three. Four. Matt Jones um, Wilson No, four. hang on. Hang on. Uh, I, th- I think there might be a teardrop here because already we're saying there's different names at four. I would actually put Chase. Uh, Jamal Chase at four. <laughs> Um, so we got Chase from me, we got Wilson from Pietro, and Mac Jones from. Oh, yeah, we, oh, we doing, oh, we're doing overall. Yeah, overall. Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. know we were doing overall. No, yeah, uh, that's fine. So I'm just put slotting them in as, the, as as interchangeable between those three positions. So then we're seven. I'm taking Najee at four. Okay, that's oh, another name. Forget about Mac Jones. Yeah. I, I don't think he, <laughs> Mac Jones was never a consideration before. Okay. Um, so uh, Wilson, Wilson in. from Pietro. Actually, from Cello, I would take Chase. Um, so that's that's based on need, then whatever you need. Then we're going seven. Yeah. So we're going at five. Then who's? I thought we're at five. Well, it's four, <laughs> five, and six. Is Chase Wilson, Najee, and whatever whatever uh, order you want to put him in? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. On. Let's do. Let's do. My one point five would be Harris. Pietro, who's your one point? Well, I'd be Chase because I. Just okay. Okay. Um, at six, I I wouldn't go Wilson here, so I would I would go um, Pitts. I am Pitts would be six. I'll make it easy. I'm Najee Pitts. I'm purely bumping up Wilson because it is super fast start. It's very difficult to start. So if I was needy, I would have no issues going my own. Like right about here, you are right. It's any any way you want based on need. You need running back, tight end, or quarterback between four and eight. You pick what you want. I don't think you're going to go wrong. You want to take that generational talent. Whenever I hear the words generational talent, I am there. (laughs) All in. (laughs) Suited up, ready to pick, all in. So yeah, between four and and eight, you've got ton of ton of options. Ranging across the board. Then you got Smooth in at nine. Yeah, Smooth, uh, smooth and Mac Jones is a conversation for me. Yeah. That's a because conversation. Because at, at this point, if you don't have Mac Jones at nine, and obviously then you're going into 10, 11, 12, which is at the end, Waddle Williams. Yeah. So Mac Jones is potentially dropped out there. Yeah. Or season goes on, summer. Von Smith and Klein. Tell you that now. So yeah, mm. maybe maybe Smith goes to eight. Back to yeah, we're all. Uh, it's nice to know they're all tempted to the top twelve. And Etienne Williams and Waddle goes an out for us, which is nice. So yeah, probably not nice. not far away. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I, I mean, so yeah, that's the first round done. Um, is that it. Is that it for this one. We... Yeah, that's it. I mean, we can we can talk about the. Uh, we can do another one. Before next week, if yeah. we need to, obviously there's, there's so much to talk about. So we'll on before next week to do another recap. Um, but before we, before we close it out, let's uh, I'll go to each of you and we'll do do your one player that you you're excited more excited about following. On your own dynasty, talk about your own shit. Pietro, go to you first. Oh. Who who Bang did on. you wake up and think, my God? I'm gutted I still got this. Cheers, guys. And uh, who did you wake up to? My God, I'm back. Well, mine's kind of easy because I was already super high on Carl Pitt, but I was just as high. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't get higher, but I was I was still there. I, I love it. Everything about it. Landon Spot, player, talent, everything. I'm saying Carl Pitt. Um, Jamar Chase going to the Bengals. I, was, I had everything crossed that he wouldn't. Because I did have the Higgins shares, and I don't want, I just didn't want the competition here. But it's not a killer that's for him. But no. yeah, that's that's my my low point, I'd say. Fair enough. Um, Tony, what about you? 
yeah, so uh, same as Pietro. Uh, Devonta Smith would be my my win, I would say, because I was very scared of the Giants. Uh, Patriots were mentioned, obviously, and Lions. So out of those lot, I think they're all right. The Eagles puts them in wide receiver one there on that team in the depth chart. And biggest loser probably is Melvin Gordon. Um, disappointed that I mean I didn't invest highly. I think he was around ten pick in the starter, but um, because I went zero RB, I was looking at some of those safer RBs pick up, and Melvin was one of them. But Javante Williams crushes, so that's my loser. Fair play, Chalo. What about Not you? that safe, is it? <laughs> Nothing safe. Before I'm the draft. limited. I'm limited no. on the positives. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to see you. Uh, uh, the Bengals for Joe Burrow. Um, it validated my move to move up for him in the draft, yeah. and he's got weapons for years now. So that's my my main positive. Negative, but I've, we've touched on Bateman, the Ravens. Not my ideal landing spot, but the, the killer was for James Robinson at the end going yeah. to the Jags absolutely murdered his value for me well, what about there. you Matthew settle there well, I mean just in yeah. is, is big that's a, a really nice win he feels I mean he yeah. got lucky was what he actually shaded it today quite aggressively because he is a sword um, <sighs> and, lucky. and then there's a couple of uh, the other things actually the, the interesting ones for me is I had the opportunity to trade for Potentially to trade for smooth and I had the opportunity to trade for Bissick. Um I was concerned about what might happen to them. Didn't pull the trigger and uh, now obviously we they can still talk. Slightly. We can still of talk. Of course we can <laughs> still talk, Tony, but we know that conversation where that conversation is gonna go. Me paying through the bloody nose. Uh no pen on that. I, I I need a <laughs> <laughs> And oh, anyway, yeah. that we'll have a chat. We'll we'll take that one offline. But um yeah, thanks thanks for being the best special guest. Uh, as always, lads, thanks for, for always joining us. And thanks to anyone listening. Um, you can find us on at Bangers Trash Pod on Twitter if you want to uh, dispute any of our, our debate today or, or any of the rest of it. Check out the poll we got on there. Um, looking at T Higgins, this is a bad case. After the better fantasy season. One. Tony, where can people find you, mate? FF underscore lights out seven. Awesome. And then obviously on the main Twitter account. Okay. So yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll uh, we'll be back sooner than next week before the rest of the draft. Lovely.